Welcome to the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, where we showcase student entrepreneurs to learn about the startups they are working on, check in with alumni to hear about the companies they are building, and learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have built amazing companies. Hosted by Mark McNeese, a serial entrepreneur who has started for-profits, non-profits, social impact companies, and is currently entrepreneur-in-residence at the Jim Rand School of Entrepreneurship. Well, I'm excited to uh, continue our seven under 30 interviews with Summer Griffith of Drip Drop Fitness. And she is here today in the Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship studio. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Well, super excited about uh, having you here. You said, uh, wow, how long has this been here? And you said, I used to do my undergrad uh, in the Macy's studio, right? Yes. And, and I'm like, about two weeks. So yeah. This is actually the first day that we're using the studio. Oh my gosh. So, That's awesome. Yeah, so you're- Well, it looks it. very official. It's very nice in here. Yeah, it's <laughs> lots, of, lots of fun. So tell us about Drip Drop uh, Fitness. Uh, so we're a boutique style fitness studio. Um, there's only one and it's here in Tallahassee. Um, and it focuses on offering group fitness classes, uh, mainly to women. And our focus is to um, disguise the workout by making it fun. So main offering is group fitness classes, which is dance cardio, um, lights, music, disco lights. It's awesome. Um, and then we also... Uh, complement the cardio classes with some strength classes that we do as well. Um, but it's all focused on kind of just tuning out the stressors in life, focusing for an hour on having fun. And the added bonus is that you get a killer workout. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you remember me, but, I do. oh, okay. So I remember when you were in ideation phase yep. and I'm trying to remember what year that was. Um, I was, it was before I had even I think it was recently after I signed my lease or I was thinking about that location. You were thinking about that yes. location. I and remember you were that. like, no, no, no. And I, I wasn't was like, the only one. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but it, you see, I was very young and I could only, I knew what I wanted to pay mm -hmm. and I knew where I wanted to be and I had a vision for it and that space worked and we're almost four years now in that space. You proved us all wrong. Which is great. Which is great. I mean, I tell people, I'm like, I'm closer to the Capitol than I am to campus. Mm -hmm. And we are on the same street as the governor's mansion. Yes, the Greyhound is across the street too. But yeah. we have so many people that work downtown that pass us, that walk to us during lunch break. And growing up and being from New York City, I love the idea of walking and, you know, being close to your fitness or close to everything being close to one another, which I wasn't used to when we moved to Florida and you have to drive everywhere. And I remember the first time I saw a woman leave class and not get in a car, right. walk to her office. And I just stood there and I almost like teared. I was like, yes, that is, yes, that we did it. That is so cool. And that's, I mean, that's such an entrepreneurial lesson, right? That, that sometimes, you know, you listen to other people, yeah. but you know your vision and, and sometimes, uh, you know, you, you check your gut and you yeah. take the risk. And and I, I've i been, because I drive by there and, and especially, and we'll get into this, but I saw you have done some parking lot fitness things yeah. and like yeah. lots of people out there. Because we have, it's our own parking spots. We can do, we can use that exterior and our location to draw that, you know, it may, it's not, it wasn't typical, but it's how you use it. 
Right. You know, like if we if we used it properly and we marketed it properly, sure, at first people were like, where are they? But then it works. Yeah. So we just have to get them there. Well, I, I, I couldn't be happier for Thank you. you. <laughs> and I can't, I'm, I'm so happy that I was completely and utterly wrong. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you, so, no, that's super. But it's good to, 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 you know, tap into other people that have experience and hear them out. I mean, you know, you have to pro-con. Yeah. And I had to think about it and realistically. And, yes, I chose a different route, but it's still all valuable getting information and, and suggestions from people that have gone down roads that you've never been down. Well, it all came from we wanted you to succeed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like we were like, oh, that's a great location. Let's tell Let's her it's yeah. terrible. No, I, we absolutely. Just like, I mean, it, it, does have, it does have its challenges, right? Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the Greyhound and, and things like that. But I think it's a testament to you as an entrepreneur, actually, you. that you've made it work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank so you. that's super cool. So, um, so. You said four years you've been you've been going three. It will be four years this next April. So okay, we're a few months away You're from a few four months years. Away. That, that's that's fantastic. And so I'm going to ask the obvious question about COVID. How has that impacted you? So it's you know it's been challenging to say the least because, and I'm sure any business owner you talk to says the same thing, but. One, you had we had to change our business model like every day, mm -hmm. depending on what regulations were released, if we could open, if we couldn't open, how many people, capacity, restaurants. I know it wasn't just us, but that was just really hard going to bed every night, not knowing what the next day was going to bring on the news, how many emails you were going to get from clients canceling because they weren't comfortable. Right. And then I never, ever, and I've said this before, and we said it in the 7 Under 30 event, like no mm -hmm. business plan ever before COVID had the word COVID in it. I mean, sure, you plan for, you know, closures for this or that, right. holidays. And or a hurricane. Hurric or hurricanes. Yeah. So we went through a hurricane. <laughs> but a pandemic, I was like, oh, my gosh. So we celebrated our three years during the pandemic. We were closed. Like, we could mm -hmm. not celebrate. And I was like, I never could have thought three years ago that I would be forced to close my doors, not because of something I did, because of running out of money, but because we could not legally operate. Right. So it's taught us a lot. We we took, I wanted to pivot to online on demand just because we are in a college town. So I would say only 20%, 30% are students, but we do have teachers, law students, things like that. Um, even session, people in session mm -hmm. that are transient kind of here. And so they would leave and be like, I miss drip drop. And I wish I could take you with me. And I was got to thinking I should do virtual so that they can take us with them. Right. Because they've been to our studio, so they kind of know our vibe. They know our offering, and they know us. So I had that in my back of my mind, and that was I was planning, like, had a goal for that for 2021. And then COVID hit, and then next week I was like, we're rolling it out. So we rolled out our virtual, and we just streamed classes live and recorded, um, and people had to use their passes to access our classes. So okay. it encouraged them to not cancel their memberships because they couldn't see these classes unless they used their passes that were paid for. So we ha graciously, we have a lot of awesome clients that were like, heck yeah, I still need to do something during this lockdown. I'm at home. What am I going to do? I'm going to go crazy. Right. And then there were people that were affected by financials or they had to go tend to someone in their family that might have been affected and was ill. So it was a lot, and it still is, to be honest. 
we didn't feel it the most in April, March, April. We feel it the most like August, September. Like we're still getting emails from people that are like, I paused a few months ago and I'm still not ready to come back. So it's hard. It's discouraging, but you can't let it discourage you too much because it's out of your control. Right. Um, but I'm just trying to not let it affect too much of my future planning and be realistic. But at the same time, it's really hard. It's an unprecedented time. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, when your business model is based on bringing people together in a small room uh, and there's a pandemic, it's extremely challenging. And Absolutely. I, you know, I think, though, uh, when you figure this out, no other problem is going to probably ever be as big as this one. You're like, I, you're like, yeah, it's a problem, but not. I, but I overcame COVID, so my business did. Literally, <laughs> my mom's like, if you can get through this, like, I don't, I just keep going, just keep going. I mean, but one thing that makes us unique is we don't use machinery. Mm -hmm. We use very little amount of uh, equipment, so mm -hmm. just light dumbbells. Other gyms that have hundreds of machines that they were having right. to wipe down people didn't want to touch right. it was great that we did dance cardio because you can walk into our space and not touch a single thing and right. then leave yeah. so making that virtual was super easy because all people had to do was move their couch and turn the volume up on their tv and they didn't need anything Is that was huge for us so are you streaming an actual class or is it just you just with the camera we it, so I, not just me, I would have died over COVID <laughs> if I had to teach every day. But I have an amazing team that was willing to come to the studio and teach to a camera. Okay. So there's about 10 of us, and we would take turns. They would stay on a schedule. They'd have to come in, hit the camera. We'd have someone in the background with sound, things like that. And they would teach the camera. Okay. So it's it's still personal. Like, we talk to the camera, and, and mm -hmm. when it was live, we could see certain names and things like that. Um, okay. It's no Peloton app. But right. you know what? For working out of uh, our studio in Tallahassee, and let it be known, you know how much lights and webcams and things were sold out? I mean, we were literally pulling from our, like, my instructors were like, oh, I have a webcam. Oh, I have a light. I ordered lights on Amazon that came, like, two months, three months later, oh you know? Gosh. I mean, it's like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't perfect, um, but you have to kind of just pivot and. Yeah. I hate that word and everyone's saying it during COVID, but like you really had to kind of just pivot, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> you had to figure it out. So, uh, so how many, how many classes are you doing a day? Not you, but your company. We have about five classes a day. Okay. Um, usually mornings, nights, and then one in the afternoon for okay. the people that looking for a lunch break, um, a quick lunch break. And, and what's the business model? I, for some reason I thought, it was pay as you go per class, but it's not that it's it's a membership. Yeah, so you there is the ability to do that, mm -hmm. um, and then we have different levels of membership. Most gyms are like unlimited. You know, you pay per month, you come as much right. as you want. But we've been able to kind of um, meet clients where they're at on their journey if they just kind of want to come once a week, mm -hmm. three times a week. Um, so they're able to pick what works best for them, but also it works best for us. We give them their three options, and they can right. pick and. It helps us learn, you know, get to know them better. It's very um, personal because it's not a gym. Um, they have to sign up for the class, so we know who's coming. We know their okay. names. We know their birthdays. We keep track of how many classes they've taken. We celebrate the milestones. We do fun events. So it's very, it's it's not just a studio classes. It's it's not. And 
to be competitive in this this age day and age like you have to do more than just classes right which is what i've learned what what's your uh target market or what's your clientele look like so at first you know given my age i assumed i would attract a lot of people my age Mm -hmm. um i don't have kids so Mm -hmm. i'm not in that realm of moms and knowing kind of what times they have to pick up the kids and drop the kids no clue um, but I, I, as I graduated, I was looking, you know, to reach the young professional that mm-hmm. stayed in Tallahassee after college or moved here for the capital, right. the city. Um, and so that's honestly who we've attracted a lot of is is um, early to early twenties to early thirties, mid thirties. Um, and then we also have a lot of women, a good amount of women that their children are grown up, so they don't need them to watch them. They can stay at home and. Uh, the kids can stay at home and watch TV while their mom can go work right. out. They don't need attention. So we have those those two still working women, but one has a grown child and the other is kind of in that before stage, not yet married, not yet kids, that, that um, age range. So I think it's great. It's awesome. Most of them come after work, before work. They're hungry. They're excited. Um, and they're looking for something different okay. than just the typical gym. Right. So – Speaking of different, Drip Drop Fitness, tell tell us about that. The name. Yes. So one of my th- the biggest things I thought of is when you w- – dance cardio. People can write that off pretty easily, like dance mm-hmm. cardio. Dance. Okay. They're not sweating. Oh, it takes so much talent. I'm not a dancer. I've mm-hmm. never been a dancer. I was exposed to different types of fitness that mm-hmm. show that, that, that taught me that you can still find exercise in a different way than you would think. And so when I wanted to focus on the dance cardio part, because I love just music and having fun and just, you know, windows down, music blasting, I, I wanted to focus on dance cardio, but I knew that there was going to be a connotation of dance is not fitness. Mm-hmm. I, it's not, and dance is fitness, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. not CrossFit. It's not lifting. It's not power lifting, you know? And I wanted to show that just in the name and the logo, you were going to sweat. To me, I enjoy sweating when right. I work out. I love to sweat. It's a it's a product of your hard work. Mm-hmm. And not only do you drip sweat, but we say you drop it to the beat. You drop it, drop it low. Drop your stress. Drop your worries mainly drop it like it's hot, you know, like yeah. it's so kind of playing on having fun, dropping your stress and dripping sweat because it's a real workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wanted to show that. So all of our logos is a, a sweat drop and all on all of our, all on all of our shirts, keychains, logos. It's, it's always that sweat drop. Okay. Got it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Totally makes sense. Yeah. It's different. Um, it, it's catchy. Drip yeah. Drop. Yeah. So, and people sometimes just say DDF. So we have a lot of logo stuff, just DDF. But okay. It was easy to abbreviate, and I liked it. So primarily women or 100% women? 99.99%. Okay. Because mainly the men that come, and it's not like a no boys allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't think that's appropriate. I mean, but the mainly the guys that come are my husband, an instructor's husband, a brothers, boyfriends, male friends. You know, they're not going to re- – we haven't – we've had a few males that have signed up for memberships, mm-hmm. um, even uh, like a marching chief because mm-hmm. he gets rhythm and he really likes the rhythm part and it, he would leave drenched. But we don't have 
many male regulars, okay. if you know what I say. Yeah. So if you want to come, yeah. you know, you can stop in. So <laughs> many years ago, I I used to do Pilates. <gasps> and On the machine or mat? Mat. Okay. And it was, there was probably, I want to say 80 women in the class and me. Oh and gosh, huge. Yeah, it was a massive class, <gasps> and it was always super packed, and it was awesome uh, being the only male. And, and they were all probably 10 to 15 years older than me, too. So I I would walk in, and they're like, Mark, Mark, we saved a spot for oh you. Put your God. mat there and everything. So we love when guys come. <laughs> we do, because it's unusual. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, when my gosh. I was... Um, at Stanford a couple of uh, years ago, I was teaching a summer program there. Uh, they would do Pilates on on the on the lawn. Oh, and, nice! And I got to know a bunch of the, it was all girls, yeah. like college girls, and this old guy out there. Uh, <gasps> I love Pilates. Yeah, I mean, just uh, it's very relaxing. We do mat Pilates. Yeah, but opposite of relaxing, it it goes into the whole fun disco beat. But okay. Pilates on a mat. It's it's hard, but we love when guys yeah, come. Doing the I, star I do. And everything. I'm surprised more guys, I don't know, haven't been like, oh, I would be the only guy, you know. But at the same time, it's I'm a little like, intimidating. It's intimidating, it is intimidating especially being dancing. The only guy. Yeah, and but my experience was was great. I just uh, awesome. stopped being a member of of that gym. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, cool. So, besides a pandemic, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been other challenges along along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Like, what's been s- kind of the hardest thing from going from ideation to now almost uh, four years of business? I think one of the harder things I've I've had to kind of, and it's still hard today, is, is hiring teams members. Mm-hmm. Being a fitness instructor and then also having rhythm and dance, those don't always go hand in hand. Personal trainers are, you know, you don't have to know both. So that's just been hard to, to source, find people. How do you find them? <laughs> a lot of different ways. Someone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. Mm-hmm. Or I've reached out to the School of Dance or Theater, um, the Leech, you know, um, people from other studios that are looking to teach more. Okay. Even a few of our um, members have turned teachers but that's just been really hard because being I'm not a dancer so in the beginning I really had to just use my vision to explain it to people Mm -hmm. and then have them do it okay and so now I teach but it's just it's still hard to train perfectly um, because we want them all of our team members to be super in in they're unison like it's they work together. One instructor shouldn't differ too much from another. Right. So they have to get a lot of the same training. And that it's just been hard to find that talent and to keep it because we do hire people. And then they're like, well, I graduate in a year, but do you still want me? And we're like, well, we really need them. So, yeah, let me invest all this time. Let's get you in. Let's have all of the uh, members love you and fall in love with you and then buy. Right. So that's been challenging. Yeah, I bet that'd be really challenging. Is it? And I don't know. So I, are they? Is it kind of like um, the model, like a hairdress a salon where they rent a chair, uh, and then they pay me to right. use? It. No, is that how it works? No, no, they work like they teach for drip drop. They okay. teach 
my method I created, okay. they have to follow a specific recipe. So they're employees. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So, um, it, it, and, and like I said, we have Pilates as well, and, and then a boost. It's called boost. It's like bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and those teachers have a little more freedom just because it's not as choreographed as dance would be. Right. Um, but they work together. And again, you're, uh, my vision for it was an overarching kind of brand of Drip Drop, not going to a specific gym for a specific teacher. Because right. I found that people are like, well, I really like XYZ, um, but I only go for Linda. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh. Or I go here, but I only go for Stacy. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted it to, go, I go to Drip Drop. And my instructors are all individually amazing, and they have their own flair and whatnot, mm-hmm. but people are coming for Drip Drop, not just one instructor. So is this, was like Soul Cycle kind of a inspiration for you? It kind of sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. Soul Cycle, you know, so when I came up with the idea, it was 2012. I mean, I mean, 16, sorry. Whoa. 2016, I kind of had, what are we, 2020? 2015. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to go backwards. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I, I'm out of school. I'm rusty. No. 2015, I kind of had the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so five years ago, the whole idea of boutique style fitness was kind of emerging in the sense of, yes, Soul Cycle, I think, had already been around and whatnot, but more were popping up. M- more more studios were like, we're going to focus on this niche and we're going to go for it and we're going to make it unique and we're going to have happy hours and we're going to have Christmas parties and we're and it, it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, you can work out and have your best friends here and like, you know, know their Instagram and know the people that work there and, and it was very personal and I was exposed to that when I went to New York and I was like, well, there weren't as many of that. There were not there wasn't an eclectic offering of that in Tallahassee. It was right. Planet Fitness, 24 hours, and then a few local places. And I was like, it, Tallahassee needs something that's boutique style, mm-hmm. very personal, but also different. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I just, I, I, I love that you envisioned something and you, and you made it a reality. Yeah. I Sometimes I'm like, I'm glad I was so naive because I feel like had I known more, I would have been a little more scared, and it's it's okay to be, but I think being naive and just going for it really helped me just dive in. Absolutely. I I, I think that, that entrepreneurs, like, that's almost a superpower is, like, not knowing what you're getting <laughs> into. Just, Literally. Yeah, because you're like, if you knew all the challenges, maybe you wouldn't do it, and, but I always think there's something, like, really special about entrepreneurs like yourself who envision something and like people are experiencing it and like like when you were talking about you envisioned a walkable kind of fitness studio and how that when you saw people actually experiencing something that you thought about Mm -hmm. years earlier uh you know that's a special thing you know I feel that when I go to a red eye and I see people sitting there drinking coffee so awesome. And it's like, and I did know, that. It's like, wow, well, I, you know, yeah. I, it, I think that's one of the really special things about entrepreneurship or entrepreneurs get to experience like people using their product or service that they thought about. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was an I idea. Agree. And you made it a reality. And that's Every time I walk in the studio and I'm not teaching, it's cool. Yeah. Because I walk in, there's 20 women, half maybe I barely know, some right. know me. 
and it's just going. That's it's just it's just happening. And I think you know, especially when you were FSU, you know, you were trying to explain an idea to a bunch of us that let's just we didn't get it right. Yeah, I just it was just it wasn't really in our world, and you know, we understood gyms, but you know, maybe we hadn't experienced Soul Cycle or Bar mm-hmm. or anything like that. And you being able to, hopefully there was like, um, like good advice that like y- you were able to use mm-hmm. and, and, but also you just having the tenacity just mm-hmm. saying like, okay, they don't get it. And I get, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm willing to risk it and, and make it a reality. And you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, I've always been, I like to visualize things and Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just can see it happening. And I was just really confident that there were other people like me. I was the customer for what I created. And I was like, I've looked at this population and sure, Mark might not get it, but there are people like me who do not like a conventional gym and or CrossFit and leaving a workout feeling destroyed. There have to be people here that want to have fun and get a workout in and be healthy in a different way. And I'm going to do it. So my own defense, I got the idea. No, not the idea. I I, I I didn't like the location. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But I did did also, you know, you mentioned like getting advice outside too, is I just researched competitors and cities all over the country, like Dallas, New York. Oh my gosh, I I still follow their Instagrams to this day Mm -hmm. and I still get ideas from them. Yeah, no, it's it's Because it's, yeah, it's like if this is working here, okay, maybe we aren't the same population, but... But, you know, I love going to New York or Boston Mm -hmm. and seeing what people are doing. I always think, you know, if if you're an entrepreneur and you like, like to be in a certain area, but you don't really have like the idea yet mm-hmm. like just go travel exactly. like you know go see what other people are doing in larger so cities and then you can you know give that it's and that's literally what view. happened to me yeah and it's a it's a it's a great strategy uh on awesome. on on creating business mm-hmm. so so what's what's the future hold Honestly, when we first started, I was like, I don't even know if we'll make it three years. I mean, I'm not a franchise. I don't have investors. I don't Mm -hmm. like this is me. And so now we're getting to a point where which before COVID, we were doing really well Mm -hmm. growing out of our space. You know, people were asking about other cities or Mm -hmm. maybe on the north side of town having two and then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So kind of just trying to put a pause but also not let it, like I was saying, set us back from dreaming. Um, but, you know, I ideally see it in other cities, probably in Florida. Um, okay. You know, I think we're growing out of our space here soon. Yeah. Um, it's just too small. And so, you know, growing a bigger space, having a f- possibly having a few, haven't decided on if I wanted to franchise or just own them all and have mm-hmm. managers, but um, consider expanding. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I that would be amazing, especially you know the the northeast is almost like a different city. Yeah, I, it, it would be a very different yeah. different uh, just demographic, mm-hmm. and I think it's actually it's probably an ideal demographic. Uh, uh, you know, the challenging thing in the northeast is uh, square footage is pretty expensive. Yes, and there's more competitors. 
out yeah. that way. You yeah. know, we're kind of like right now we're really mainly the only one downtown, the only fitness studio other than at the church, but that's a gym once again. So mm-hmm. we kind of have this area, but then you get to Midtown. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So there's opportunities. Um, it's just we're tired from the past eight seven months or whatever <laughs> yeah ab- absolutely i think that COVID's taken a big yeah. piece out of uh a lot of the creativity has gone into like how do we open the doors one more day how do we clean better right. how, how do we how do we make our process work better how, how do we get masks all but these things that you just are like spending your time and energy on but all of those things are going to make you better in the future yes and, yeah. and smarter so it and uh, I think that you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm just ready. I'm like, <laughs> like let's get through this. <laughs> but then, you know, I, we're saying, too, is part of this pandemic is, you know, staying healthy mentally and physically. Yeah. And so most of the people that are coming, once again, like I said, it's mainly adults. It, it's all adults, but, you know, ages 25 to 35, 40 average they're respectful of one another. People aren't going to come if they've been exposed or think they've been exposed. Right. And if they are coming, they're probably really healthy. And we're in this together to work out and to improve our health and also stay sane because we're all going crazy working from home. And right. this is their one hour to get out of the house, dance, sweat, somewhat socialize mm-hmm. and stay sane. So I've been trying our heart. We've been trying our hardest to stay open and be as efficient as we can for the people that are like really needing this. Yeah. Well, awesome. So we have um, over 500 students here at the Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship. We've grown uh, exponentially since you were here. Yeah. Uh, So, and a lot of them listen to this podcast. So is there any words of wisdom or anything that you wish you knew then that you know now that you would like to pass on to our aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, Besides don't listen to Mark. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you have great advice and red eye is amazing. And I go every week. Ah, thank you. Um, not, I don't know, not necessarily something I didn't know then. I mean, honestly, everything I know now, I didn't know then. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes into the advice of just, go for it because you're not ever going to know everything. And if you sit there waiting to know everything, you'll never go. I I didn't have an accountant. So what did I do? I researched and found one and talked to him and I'm still with that accountant. I, I keep my books because yes, I learned a little bit of accounting mm-hmm. and he's set me up on this really great software that makes me competent in it. And he checks in once in a while. But, like, if I sat there and thought through that whole process of how to get an accountant, how to keep my book, I think I'd still be thinking about it, you All know? Right. So it, it's daunting to think of a to-do list and a business plan and getting caught up in all that because you can write, like I said, so many of those, and COVID could never be right. included. It's all about tackling things as they come, you know? It's like a constant a constant race and there's just you never know when there's going to be a hurdle and you just get like you said you get stronger in every hurdle so I think that the way I approached it was just one thing keep going just one step after the other just keep going there were so many things I didn't know but you can I also tapped into people like 
asking questions. Hey, do you know an accountant? Hey, can you look over this this lease? You know, I, I even connected with the law school because they had a kind of incubator for the students to learn hands-on with businesses. So they looked over my lease and gave me advice. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I I my mom helped me with stuff. My dad helped I you know, I knew I couldn't do it all alone, but what excited me was the idea of doing it. So if you're excited to do something different, it will propel you to get through all those little things. But you have to have that drive to just make it happen and not just plan for it to happen because it never will. So awesome. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great word to end on. Thank you so yeah. much for coming in. Thank we you for really, having me. Really appreciate it. And uh, all the success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for joining the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and sharing to your favorite social media.